Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. My daughter started school last year and as she took her first steps into the larger world of primary school education, I took my first steps as a school mum. It's a new world for parents as well as for their children, and I thought it might be helpful for parents of children starting school this year to get some perspective of the first year from a teacher's point of view. So I went to my daughter's primary school, Paddington Primary in Sydney, and sat down with Lisa Larkin. She's the acting principal and former head of infants. I began by asking her what normally happens on the first day of kindy for kids. I think it is big and overwhelming. It's actually organised chaos in some respects, um, and I'll be very honest there. So if we put ourselves into the um, eyes of a child, the biggest thing is the size. When they go into childcare or preschool, you know, they usually go into a room or an, a smaller area. When they come to school, yes, they're going into that classroom, but then we're going out into that large playground. And before we even get there, we've got all our adult parents, grandparents, you know, fussing around us because they're so excited, we're excited. And then most schools these days have a big buddy as a support. So we've got another larger person around us. So I think if um, we can imagine being that tiny little person looking up, everything must look so large to them. And that would bring uh, the feelings of nervousness and and feeling quite daunted by the experience so we do have that and you can see it in the children they are a little bit hesitant they're quiet the first day usually runs so smoothly because everybody's so compliant and (laughs) wanting to you know impress the teacher and the teachers wanting to impress the children and have a fun day make them want to come back the next day but then on the flip side of all that there is so much excitement and this huge buzz. And I, I look at it every year at the children when they come in. It's almost like this rite of passage. So whilst they're feeling these nervous feelings, they, on the flip side, feel like they can do it. It's just this rite of passage. I go to big school and that always amazes me how they just seem to cope. And it's usually us as the adults thinking they must be feeling all these other overwhelming thoughts. That was so empathetic what you were saying in terms of what the children are feeling. So how do you structure the day when you know that's how they're going to be? So you've mentioned they've got the buddy but what do they actually do normally on their first day? So it we usually, um, you know what it's like, even if you've been to orientation and familiarisation programs, it, they are a few months before that first day. So we usually do start the day once again with some sort of tour of the school to familiarise everyone, to make everyone think, oh, that's right, I know where the toilets are. We make sure that they're doing a quietish activity whether it be drawing or whether it be puzzles or playing with cars, something familiar to preschool with their year six buddy so that then that gives the year six buddy an opportunity to chat to them about their favourite things, get them to start opening up on um, on developing their relationship with their buddy. So that's a little bit more of a quieter time. And then, of course, we always make sure that our kindergarten children go out to recess and lunch 
earlier than the rest of the school because that is so overwhelming to suddenly be in the playground with the rest of the school coming out. So we make sure that they're in a smaller part of the playground but with their buddy just beforehand. There's plenty of time to open up your lunchbox, have a look what's in there, work out what is recess and what is lunch. Uh, You mentioned the um, way you structure the beginning so that the kids aren't overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. something that I hadn't thought of that kind of surprised me was um, Darcy really struggled with the bell. There were a number of reasons I think underlying that but the actual structure of school and the way it is for want of a better word, more regimented than preschool, Mm -hmm. that's something to overcome, isn't it, in a way, or get used to? Yes, it is, because they're so used to actually wandering from activity to activity, which is, you know, we do keep doing that, we do have that free play to begin with, but there are certain parts of the day that we actually need to get some of our working jobs done, you know, our reading, so I would term them things like our reading jobs or our um, counting work and things like that just so that to bring it into their their little world and that's one of our trickiest things is to say well we are doing this task now we need to we need to do this one it's funny though how they know that scenario so therefore and preschool obviously has prepared them a bit but therefore it is fairly smooth but we make sure that the activities are quick short sharp quick activities and they can move on to you know maybe when you finish your work you can read a book in the book corner or go to this area short sharp quick activities to get them used to the more regimented way of school I thought for those who's who have children starting school this year it'd be nice to get an inside perspective from a teacher's point of view about what it's like to start kindergarten Lisa, I'm yet to experience year one teachers, (laughs) but it seems to me that you choose particularly empathetic and kind teachers for kindergarten, dare I say patient. Um, Is that something that is, I mean, I I know that lots of primary school teachers have all sorts of skills, but does it, do you choose people with certain skills and background to be the kindy teachers? Because we've had such a great experience here. Yes, you do. But they do say if you can teach kindergarten, you can teach anywhere in the school. And, um, uh, you know, I have a love of kindergarten and it's, it's, you know, it is my favourite area to teach because I just love the change that we see and I love the innocence that comes in. We do choose teachers that, yeah, understand the needs of our little ones. They're tired very tired and that's something I guess um, I should mention parents do think my child's not necessarily going to be really tired with kindergarten it's nine till three and they've been at daycare say eight till six or or whatever it may be the hours I think we don't realize just how tiring kindergarten it is is for our students because yes they're learning that they have to do some activities they can't necessarily just tune out they are working so hard at social skills learning to be around new children the way those children interact with them they're learning to be around a new physical area they're learning to manage the playground yes they will be with year one students running past them super fast in the playground may bang into them by accident they're learning how to deal with all that they're learning how to join into play without someone saying no because we teach our kids to say hi I'm Jill can I play with you and the minute we say can I play with you that opens up 
no, you can't. So it's all about navigating, well, how will I join a group to play if I'm feeling a bit shy? What will I do if they say no? And if we're, it's all about how would you ask, hi, I'm Jill, and you just join in. <laughs> don't, don't ask that question. Let's just join in. And then we're teaching them on the flip side of that uh, how we don't say no to somebody if they want to join in and play We encourage everyone because you never know, you might find this person a great person to be around. So all that is so tiring that we need to choose teachers that understand the rest, that understand the quick, short, sharp activities. There's no use planning a lesson for half an hour in the beginning stages of kindergarten. They need to be 10 minutes and get the information in. Fun. We need teachers that are energetic, teachers that love to sing and dance and play. Yeah, so we do need to look for a special teacher who puts their hand up for kindergarten. And uh, yes, I am currently in the role of relieving principal. And whilst I love that role, I would step back into the kindergarten class tomorrow because I miss it. I miss the children. What does what does homework look like in the first year? Mm-hmm. So uh, homework, it's always, you know, a contentious issue. <laughs> Wait till year six. <laughs> so there's always a for and against and, and as a school we have to manage who wants a lot of homework and who doesn't. So in kindergarten, homework is home reading. It's, it's the most important thing to develop that love of reading. So we want them to practice reading in their little home reader books, which of course we sometimes look at and think, oh my goodness, they are a little bit dull. So that's where they get the chance to practice the skills and show off at home. You know, I always tell the kids, go home and show off what you can do. The home readers we send home for homework are lower leveled than the readers they're reading in class. So they can read it fluently at home. But the the big thing about homework is not only that home reading, but allow time for you to continue reading to your child at home. You know, those great quality picture books with fantastic storylines, asking the questions about the character's feelings. And I wonder why the character did that. That extends their comprehension. So you reading to your child, to me, is just as valuable as them reading their home reader for 10 minutes. So for me, that's what homework looks like. It's it's only probably that 10, 10 minutes a night for, for kindergarten. They might move up to practising some you know, handwriting things and and, um, doing some little puzzles, word puzzles and and whatnot later on. But with the counting and stuff like that, it's it's all of our um, skip counting things that are fun. So, you know, counting by twos and counting up to 10 and counting the stairs. And that's what homework is in in kindergarten. And finally, before I let you go, uh, what would your advice be to parents if they are worried about how their child will handle school? Once they're there, obviously it's to talk to the teacher, to let the teacher know just that your child may be feeling anxious. I I remember being that mum myself and and running in um, on the first day and we had only moved to a new area, so the first thing I said to the teacher was, Hello, my name's Lisa, and um, and my son doesn't know anybody. <laughs> I was so I was so nervous about that, uh, and I did worry, you know, all those weeks before kindergarten. How's he going to go? He doesn't know anybody. As soon as I let it out and told the teacher, that seemed to drift away because I felt like somebody else knows, somebody else is looking out for my child. The minute you feel that 
there's understanding, I think that settles everything and just keep touching base. But beforehand, before school starts, if that's if you're worried, getting them comfortable in the organisational things, I think, will help parents. So if you know that your child can open their lunchbox and understands that there's a small part of food for a recess, there's a large part of food for lunch, and you've practised that. If you feel comfortable that they know the parts of their school bag, so all those organisational skills, that settles you because you think, oh, they can do that. Make sure that they can go to the toilet. Make sure that they can, they have got that spare pair of undies in their bag because there will be an accident and it's quite fine and nobody makes fun of it because it happens to everybody. So it's amazing how our five-year-olds just think, well, that's just normal and that's life. So you don't need to, as a parent, be worried that if there is an accident, somebody's going to laugh because they don't. <laughs> um, so, But if you've got that organisation in place and you feel comfortable that they've got those things happening and you feel comfortable that they can say who they are, I'm, I'm Jill and, and I'm here to play, it will help you. But please, as soon as you arrive at school, let the teacher know how you're feeling, what you're worried about, and they will be the person and to look out for your child but the other thing we say here is if there's ever a problem at school if you know um, you might be worried oh my child when you're leaving on the first day and your child may be crying and you think I can't leave them I'm really worried they're going to cry all day they're so nervous I always say to parents once you go we want this experience to be wonderful for our children. So if they don't settle, I will call you because the idea is that we want this to be positive. So we're not going to keep them and make them, you know, just be quiet and stop crying and you have to suffer this experience. We're going to make it nurture. We're nurturing and we're going to call you and say, hey, let's, can you come back or, or whatever it is. And that's another thing for parents. On that first day of school or that first week, if possible, I know it's hard with work commitments, but if you make yourself available for that first few days, you will, be, you will feel settled yourself. Mm, it's definitely more about the parent in that regard. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's Lisa Larkin. She's the acting principal and former head of infants at Paddington Public Primary School. Do you ever get the feeling that the expectation for parents right now is super high? And so I, I went back one day, and uh, my brother at the time was two or three, and uh, he was just screaming at my dad's feet, just screaming and screaming and screaming. And I finally said to my dad, are you going to do something about that? And he goes, do something about what? Like, he, he had achieved such a state of zen that he couldn't <laughs> even hear this temper tantrum at his feet. And that's, that's the level of calm I aspire to. I have not gotten there yet. But, you know, just figure, looking back, it's like, no, no wonder my dad survived seven kids. He just, he just learned to shut off his hearing. So that's, that's what I aspire to be as a parent. That's James Breakwell, comedian and author of Bare Minimum Parenting. He's got both insightful and funny things to say about how we parent today. That's on the next episode of Feed, Play, Love. This podcast is produced by Elise Cooper and hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt.